was broken by Mary and Hastings. My heart was broken by Jill from Dunbar. My heart was broken by just drinking butter. Can you work out who we are? Yes! For legal reasons, the voices of the consultants will be played by actors. The consultants are also available for corporate functions and stud work. Checks should be made payable to the consultant's mum. Gentlemen, I'm glad you could make it. Not a problem. As you know, I'm not one to mince around the bush, so let me put my matter in your hands. <laughs> I haven't received any email for over 40 minutes. Get lost, Chesney. No, it's true. And look, all our e-commerce ventures have simply ceased to exist. Did you press delete? No, it's worse than that. I can only assume that the alphabet has broken. No. <laughs> yes. The letter E must have sprung a leak. So far, only abbreviations have been lost. Look at my compass. It's ruined. From now on, in order to go east, I'll have to go west twice. <laughs> We're going to have to go into the alphabet and mend it. How can we possibly get into the ABC? It's as easy as one, two, three. If we all run at this dictionary very fast, we should break through. Look, look, there's the E, and it's leaking like a rubbish bucket. Well, what can we do? Could we not steal some replacement letters from another alphabet? I am not putting French letters in my mouth. <laughs> Why don't we learn another language? I speak a small amount of pidgin. Cool. <laughs> no, we can't just cut off our mother's tongue. We have to repair it. Very well, but be careful. The alphabet is ancient. It was invented by monks in the 12th century during a game of Scrabble. It's a shame this couldn't happen to some other letter. Something less useful. Like you, Teddy? Yes, I don't like you either. Anything you can do, I can do better. Right. Let's sort out this irritable vowel problem. We need... We need to find the E-valve and turn it off. First, we need to lock off the individual letters either side of the E. Ah, that's the letter D off. And... F off! Gentlemen, we are now going to turn off the most important letter in the alphabet. Brace yourselves. Did that work? Is it off? I do not know. I think I am talking normal, I am. I concur. It could turn out that it is not so important, a sound symbol come pictographic unit. That is right. You sound mainly not unusual, but can a fixing occur soon? I think so. Should I do so? Indubitably. <laughs> Right-ho. I think that that is now working. Eggplant, elephant, Elvis. Excellent. It works. E. Let's get out of here. So, what did you use to mend the letter E with, Teddy? Oh, I nicked a full stop and wedged it in the hole. I can't see that it was needed and it might cause a problem. Why on earth do you need a full stop? What are they for? However, I've just realised what I've done and I can't finish my sentences. I have to keep talking. Now I feel a bit stupid and I'm running out of breath. I think perhaps I'd better go back in after all before I pass out. <laughs> Widowed Arnold, getting on so many years a single man. But to live a solitary life was never quite his plan. Feeling shy and timid, sat alone on his church pew and sighed. 
plucking up the courage to address the woman on his right. Edith was a widow with a headscarf and a hidden passion. Her husband was a pious man who'd left her short of certain rations. Her lust for life had not diminished, she was libido-led and headstrong. Thus was charmed when Arnold found the strength to say one even song. I am a nice man, a modest man, a proper and a right man. And I believe that you and I could make a very happy couple. Would you like to join me on a Saturday excursion and take a little tootle in my little yellow car? <laughs> and she said, I am a nice girl, a modest girl, a proper and a right girl. I'm not getting any younger, I'm not getting anything to hell with the excursions. I'll stay home and draw my curtains and listen for the chugging of your little yellow car. Well, Arnold, he was quite aghast at Edith's forward notions, but it had been several years since he had been through certain motions. Though her boldness shocked him, still the prospect was appealing. His strong sense of propriety made him tame his fervent feelings. I am a nice man, a modest man, a proper and a right man. Your offer is alluring and ignoring it is hard. But still, what would the neighbours say if at the very break of day they saw outside your maisonette my little yellow car? He was right, the rumours would be rife, and Edith saw his quandary. But there were other bits of Arnold that she also wished to see. She was naught if not determined that her dark desires be not denied. Maybe those excursions could provide the perfect alibi. We'll have a nice day, a modest day, a proper and a right day. Going to a stately home, a flower show, a carberry. We needn't even enter. We can park up somewhere quietly and see what we can manage in your little yellow car. <laughs> It was a very simple plan, and soon the car was well equipped with pillows, mantovani tapes, some candles, and a leather whip. And now they tootle to a stately home and park up by the privet hedge and climb into the back seat for a little bit of heritage. <laughs> Been twice to Windsor Castle as the car park is quite roomy there. We couldn't see the long lit lines, the windows were too steamy dear. We'd been to Chatsworth and Balmoral, Warwick Castle, Harewood House. Arnold got his Hampton Court in Blenheim when the lights went out. <laughs> They travel round the country houses of this scepter isle. Never go inside, just park up, honk the horn, and leave with smiles. Back at home, their prudish peers know not what Arne and Edith do, looking so discreet and dapper on their Sunday morning pews. Oh, what a nice pair, a modest pair, a proper and a right pair, erudite and educated, off to houses near and far. So nice to see such decent folk enjoying their retirement. But he should fix the suspension on his little yellow car. Okay, six, seven. That takes me to the Angel Islington. Uh, are you going to buy it? Yeah, I think I will, but not for me. I might just leave it undeveloped, turn it into an open space for the community, or maybe there's room for a city farm, or if not, we could just use it for Tai Chi. Oh. <laughs> Gideon, that is so thoughtful of you. Right, my turn. One, 
to the four... Oh, Coventry Street. I've got all the yellows. I can develop them now. It's 150 pints for a house. Uh, no, I'm not going to put up a house. I thought, like, I might put up a yurt or maybe a cooperative soup kitchen. <laughs> I'll let you do that for free. Oh, peace. Peace. Now, look, look. I'm right next to the waterworks. We could use a watermill to power a flapjack oven. Clean. Nice. <laughs> Right, that's six for me. One, two... I'm not that happy about being in the car. Why couldn't I have been a rickshaw or something? Three, four, five, six... Hey, community chairs! Oh, that is fantastic. You know, community is so important, especially in a big city. You've won second prize in a beauty contest. Collect ten pounds. Mm, I'm not sure I can accept a cash reward for reinforcing traditional stereotypes of what is and isn't attractive. <laughs> and why didn't I come first? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of these cards are almost racialist. Take another one. It's your birthday. Collect £10 from each player. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm really privileged and excited to be involved in your birthing festival, but... <laughs> you know I don't believe in giving money as a gift. Why don't I give you an Indian head massage? <laughs> oh, my God, it would be just like Goa. Oh, oh Goa. Goa. Thank you for calling Bank Direct. Currently, all our customer service assistants are busy ignoring other calls. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Bank Direct. You'll speak to Ian. Can I take your name? Uh, Gavin Fox. Can you tell me your account number? Yeah, it's 25326427. And can you tell me your mother's maiden name? Denna Hay. Well done. You're only three questions away from accessing your account details. <laughs> Do you wish to play or pass? Uh, uh, I'll play. Let's play. First round's the knockout round. Gavin in Wrexham, you're playing against Bob in Salford. Hello. What? Question one. <laughs> what is Gavin's secret password? <laughs> Bob, very quick off the mark there. Is it Hendrix? It is Hendrix. Congratulations. <laughs> how, how does he know that? Bob, you have won Gavin's visa card, but he's now back in the game with a chance to steal. How long has Gavin been banking at Bank Direct? Four years. Wrong answer, Bob. I think Gavin knows this one. Yeah, of course I know. It's five years and two months. It is. So I'm afraid, Bob, we're going to have to say goodbye. Well, Ian, I've had a fantastic time. And of course you're not going away. Empty-handed, you've got Gavin's visa card and we're going to throw in £300 from his current account. Bob from Salford. <laughs> right, Gavin, you're through to the final round and this is for the big one. What are you going to do if you get through? Well, I wanted to check my balance. <laughs> Will you play or pass? Play, Gavin, play! <laughs> Everyone here at the call centre's right behind you. I'll, I'll, I'll play. OK, Gavin, here we go. Good luck. Ready for the question? Yes. Gavin Fox, what is your account balance? Well, I don't know, do I? <laughs> Gavin, I'm going to have to hurry no, you. No, I just don't know, do I? <laughs> oh, what a shame you're out of time. <laughs> Eat nine methane! Oh, that's mine. It's got a hotel on it. I thought it was a Buddhist retreat. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was a Buddhist retreat, but I kind of changed it back into a hotel because there's no money in Buddhism. So... <laughs> Two thousand pounds, please. Two thousand pounds? You can afford it. That's not the point. You made a killing converting all the stations into juice bars. Yeah. <laughs> but I passed on those profits to the workforce, minus my bonus. Just pay up. My turn. I thought you were in jail. Yeah, well, I was. But you were going to write a novel about your wrongful imprisonment. Well, you know, the Guardian wouldn't serialise it, so I just paid to get out. 
You paid. That is so corrupt. Oh, come on, Gideon. A robot does it. <laughs> hmm. Go back to Old Kent Road. That is excellent news. That area is just, like, ripe for development. I could buy a whole street of warehouses, turn them into live workspaces, make an absolute killing. You've turned into such a capitalist. You're the one who privatised free parking. Right. <laughs> I'm taking the boot and we're marching to Trafalgar Square to demonstrate against your fascist regime. Do what you like, dude. No one's going to hear about it. You know I own Fleet Street. <laughs> in that case, I'm going to form a guerrilla army. Oh, yeah? How? What else have we got in here? I'll hire the armies from the risk set. Right, we'll see about that. Who else is there? Aha! Feel the power of my buckaroo. <laughs> and now it's time to sit back, relax, and endure another sample from the consultant's radio archive. This week, it's an episode of their ostensibly unrepeatable boarding school romp, The Boys of St. Patrick's. It's the start of a new term, and the headmaster has an important announcement. Silence. Some, some, children. Boys, this afternoon is the final of the Interschool Latin Cup, so every boy must brush up his conjugations or else. Now... If Mr. Forbes' butter has buffed his pedals, let us sing him 182. Hitler has only got one ball. Congrats on being elected prepustator for the school Latin team, Wilson. How's your swatting? Not too bad, Pilks. You can test me if you like. All right. What's the declension of bungus? Bungus, bingus, bongus, biggles, butter, bacon, bread. <laughs> Spot on. Now conjugate the verb knickers. Knickers, knackers, knockers, new, nutters, natters, plank. Wow! I can see why you're prepustator. You're the best at Latin in the whole school. I think it must run in the family. Mummy says Daddy's got Roman fingers. And then she looks all sad. <laughs> I think. I say, honky-popo, you fellows. What, what hell, rice? All this Latin's made my head go Margaret. Who's for a game of sticky cricket? Skildo, Bagsy and Bat. Rice, you bowl. Pilks, you wear the sticky hat. Right, chill out, Wilson. Here comes the full toss. <whistles> ah! Oh, honey, thimbles. Are you all right, Wilson? I... I can't remember a single word of Latin. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Matron, matron, I say, matron. What is it, boys? <laughs> please, please, miss. Wilson's been injured and he's forgotten all his Latin. We were playing sticky cricket and he was hit in the face by Rice's toss. <laughs> will, will he be better for the Latin final? Mm, it must be a blockage preventing Latin going into Wilson's brain. Oh, no. Then St. Poobats will win the Latin Cup. Hmm. There is perhaps one way. Tell, Tell us, matron. matron. You could slip out of your clothes, shrink yourselves to the size of a pinhead and be injected into Wilson's rump. Then you could swim through his body to the brain and destroy the blockage with tiny drills. But how can we shrink ourselves? With this atomic potion I created by irradiating gin and cough syrup. One swig and you'll be able to pass like a needle through a camel's eye. Then I'll inject you into Wilson's batty. <laughs> Hang on, 
what, what, what if we destroy the wrong bit so he forgets how to do a wee? Granted, it's dangerous, but medicine can only advance through injury. <laughs> Drink up, boys, every last drop. <laughs> Holy moly! That potion was strong. Where are we? Matron's injected us into Wilson's bum. Then we must head north, towards his bonds. Gosh, we're seeing parts of Wilson that even Wilson's never seen. <laughs> I wish we had an axe and a specimen jar. No time for that. There's his acapelvic artery. Jump on in and we'll go straight to his head. <laughs> Spot on. We're in Wilson's brain. Yes. Look, and there's Latin all over the floor. I've, <laughs> I've, I've trodden in some hubris. I think I found the blockage. It's a small Roman coin. It must have been knocked into Wilson's Latin pipe. I'll pull it out. Hooray! <coughs> all the Latin is disappearing back into Wilson's mind. But we'd better scarper. The potion is about to wear off. I can feel myself bulging. The quickest way is through Wilson's ears. Jump! Ah, we're back! Hooray! Mission accomplished! Oh, boo! They're right in the middle of the Latin final! And we're naked in front of the Poobath! Let's hope the headmaster doesn't spot us! You boys? How dare you plop naked to the floor with another school present! But, sir, we were inside Wilson trying to clear a blockage! Silence! Wilson? Just how do you explain this? Andrex Urdu Gibson Recess, Banquo Duplex Pogo Rhombus. Yes. Banjo Scrotum Amdrambungus. <laughs> Wilson, you Doric wit. I've not heard Latin like that since my bar mitzvah. The Latin cup is ours! Hooray! Which is just as well, as I can use it to beat you for this shameful display of public nudity. Bend over, boys. Sam Sam. And, and the dumb, dumb, dumb headmaster. Eek! Ow! Welcome back to the World Chess Final. We're about to start the last game of the tournament. Bartoff begins by moving his pawn. Good idea, as his mother's in the audience and she'd only disapprove. <laughs> Petrovich now moves his knight out. It was going to be Wednesday night, but something's come up. Both players agree on Thursday and return to the game in hand. And Bartoff now sacrificing his rook. Black magic not strictly allowed in the game as blood makes a terrible mess of the board. And Petrovich is smiling now. He knows he's close to mate, but he's got a game of chess to finish first. <laughs> Bartov, his hand lingering over his bishop. The referee putting a stop to that straight away. Back to the chess. OK, who's next, please? I'd like a Monterey Jack sandwich to take away. Okay, Monterey Jack. Yeah, anything else, sir? I would think with the Monterey Jack, some olive tapenade, toasted pine nuts, satsiki, and a jalapeno hummus. Okay, yeah. Uh, what bread do you want it on? Ciabatta. Okay, so that was. Uh, <sighs> it was Monterey Jack with olive tapenade, toasted pine nuts, satsiki, and a jalapeno hummus on a ciabatta. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, Montagu Jock, olive tiptoes, toasted pine needles, salami, and a jelly penis hammock on a shoebox. <laughs> 
No. No, 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 I, get, I, I remember. Okay, okay. He said, monorail duck, orifice hose, roasted swine noodles, sulawli, and a smelly dodger on a glue cracker? No. No, that's oh, not okay, it. Okay, okay, no, it's a, 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 a monster truck, orange tap dance, roast my nuts, chop suey, Jolly Roger, and a Chewbacca. No! no, no right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, cheese monster munch, orange tango, dry roasted peanuts, satsuma, jelly babies, and a chip butty. Actually, that does sound rather good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen in the press, thank you for your attendance. Last night at approximately 9.30, we were called to a house in Islington where we discovered the bodies of two Caucasian males who were killed during a game of Monopoly. <laughs> Initial reports suggest that victim A had branched off to form a mercenary army with one Colonel Mustard. He was later found in the Cluedo Library, beaten to death with a tiny candlestick. After Mustard himself staged a coup using the spy from Stratego and a hungry hippo. Near yeah, near Matt Drury, Daily Mail, is it true that victim B tried to escape on the buckaroo donkey? At this stage, I can neither confirm nor deny those rumours. You suck my battleship! Settle down. <laughs> what I can say is that the pathologist has discovered severe internal injuries. Victim B had his funny bone and bread basket removed during a grisly, grisly game of operation. Lewis Gibson, Telegraph. Are you holding any suspects? Well... <laughs> we believe that there is only one man capable of such evil. The bloke with the beard from off of the front of the mastermind box. <laughs> Do you, Alexander Manson Smith, MP, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? Now, the question you're asking there is a little misleading. <laughs> Certainly the marriage option's a viable proposition, one that is extremely attractive, but as regards my learned friend the vicar's previous remarks as to having and holding for richer or poorer, I must remind him that the discrepancies in my expenses were thoroughly accounted for by my department in a white paper drawn up by an independent committee and headed by myself. <laughs> so, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? This government is committed in principle to the doing or the not doing of this ceremony. That I can say with absolute surety. I must press you for an answer. Do you or not? I... Definitely can say unequivocally that will receive important consideration. If the bride meets my five criteria... It's a very simple... <laughs> it's a very simple question, yes or no? The matter will be thoroughly reviewed and there will be a statement in due course. Well, I clearly won't be getting an answer from you. If I may then turn to the bride... Do you take this... No, no, this matter has nothing to do with the right honourable member, my wife-to-be. She is wholly unconnected with the issue. I strongly deny all charges. It was a moment of madness. I would ask the press to respect my privacy at this difficult time. I'm now stepping down from my position as bridegroom to spend more time with my other family. <laughs> there you go, Tommy. All finished. Wowee! My own twee house! Can I come up? Of course, Tommy, but be careful, it's quite high. Oh, Daddy, it's wonderful! I think you've got everything you need in here. A little wooden chair and a little wooden table. Wow! A little wooden bed and a little wooden clock. Cool! I've even nailed some little wooden curtains over the little wooden windows to keep the heat in. Gee whiz! And the ladder's removable, for safety reasons. Daddy, 
Can I spend the night in here? Yes, of course. In fact, your mother and I were wondering if you'd like to stay up here a bit longer. Yes, please. Good. Now, if you need anything, just give us a call. I put a phone in the corner, but it's made of wood, so it won't work. <laughs> Don't worry, Daddy. I won't be lonely. I still have Mr. Wonkorn. Who? Mr. Wonkorn, the magic goose, my imaginary friend. Oh, yes, him. Where's the hammer? Bye, Daddy. It's just going to be you and me from now on, Mr. Wonkorn. Actually, Tommy, that's uh, not entirely true. I am your imaginary friend My confederate, my sympathiser, bestest buddy, special pal For several years you've misguidedly pretended That I'm real and here with you And ever shall be No Mr. Runcorn's leaving now Mr. Runcorn's leaving but you're the bestest goose in all the world Together we could fly away to have adventures fun together Frankly, Tommy, I'd rather be meeting girls But I'm a magic goose who's in a top hat And has coloured feathers Mr. Runcorn, please don't go Mr. Runcorn, please don't go I'll be frank, I'm tired of your imagination Thanks to you I look absurd, it cramps my style, I'm out of here Why did you imagine me a goose mutation? I know you're only six, but it's just immature and slightly queer <laughs> Mr. Runcorn, where will you go? Mr. Runcorn, where will you go? There's another boy lives down the street Says that he'll imagine me as Jackie Chan or Russell Crowe He's got a very active mind and so I have agreed to meet him Reckons he could dream me up a leggy blonde as well Oh, Mr. Runcorn, I see it now You must vanish as I grow older My childish dreams fading into the harsh realities of maturity your power and presence ebbing away as with every day I approach your adulthood. No, I really do want to look like Russell Crowe and have it off with a woman. <laughs> Goodbye. So I sit alone here in my tiny treehouse. No more funny goose-shaped bosom besties, buddy, now. Childhood's over, the pain of life is looming large. Mr. Runcorn's leaving now. Mr. Runcorn's leaving Consultants was written and performed by Neil Edmund, Justin Edwards and James Rawlings, with the voice of Geoffrey Wheeler.
Additional material was written by James Eldred, and music and noises came from George Cockrell, Justin Edwards, Jerry Peel, Arnold Witterson, and Justin McCarran. The producer was Will Saunders. Thank <laughs> you.